You're listening to Sports Content Strategy with Mr. Richard Clark. How IPL teams and especially KKR, I mean how we uh, went about this whole thing is that we have always believed in the power of brand. The strange bit that happened in the first few years was that if a superstar like Sachin Tendulkar who has played on at the Eden Gardens as the homeboy was certainly a visitor and uh, and a Shoaib Akhtar from Pakistan who was a arch rival for Indians all of a sudden he became part of the Kolkata franchisee part of the team that the Kolkatans were supporting so there's this kid called Omar Rizvi he's 12 and and he came up with the suggestions that okay you should go for a Tom Banton you should go for a Pat Cummins you should go for a Owen Morgan so out of his five choices we actually picked four players and a 12 year old advised you to do that yeah 12 year old advised did that hi everyone welcome to sports content strategy my name is richard clark my guest this time is ashant gupta he's the head of media and content at the kolkata night riders they're an indian premier league cricket franchise and one of the biggest in the competition not a lot is spoken about the IPL really given that it's a massive global event obviously concentrated in India but it does go worldwide the biggest most important sporting franchise in Asia I would argue and many of the clubs have got really strong and different content strategies including KKR by the way I've got a cricket book out it's called Last Wicket Stand it's a bit of a personal journey about county cricket and and me really you can get that on Amazon or on my website Last Wicket Stand and if you need a consultant in digital social media and content I'm the guy to ask really so go to mrrichardclark.com or follow me at mrrichardclark on all social media e on the end of clark that's all you have to remember So let's talk IPL let's talk Bollywood let's talk musical extravaganzas and let's talk content strategy with this man I am Achint Gupta I head content uh, content management and media management for the Night Riders franchises so we have two franchises at, as of now Kolkata Night Riders and Trindigo Night Riders so to, Kolkata Night Riders plays for the I, in the IPL and and uh, Trindigo Night Riders plays in the CPL We also have another placeholder in South Africa GLT20 which is uh, Cape Town Knight Riders but as of now the league hasn't happened so I work with the Knight Riders uh, sports global brand so I head content for all these uh, verticals so uh, that is what I do for last 5 years with this organization Thanks for your time today now just put into context the importance of cricket in india because i've got a lot of overseas uh, particularly american uh, listeners on sports content strategy but the importance of the ipl in cricket in india as well so yeah i mean ipl uh, i mean it started as a domestic tournament uh, and everybody thought that it is it it is something that india has uh, india has uh, created in a response to a rebel indian cricket league way back in 2007 so that's how ipl came into the picture but uh, perhaps uh, if we have to uh, if you have to believe what the initial uh, commissioner of the ipl uh, lalit modi had to say he he was always planning for the league even before the uh, inception of indian cricket league that rebel league so So yeah I mean franchise sport uh, was something that was supposed to happen to cricket at some point of time because cricket as we know is a sport which is basically known for a lot of bilateral tournaments plus a world cricket tournaments which the ICC uh, produces so but at the same point of time the the market was there to to get a franchise based T20 cricket league especially after after the world T20 in 2007 the inaugural world t20 which india went on to win in south africa now that really changed india's perspective towards the shortest format of the game because initially uh, i don't know whether you guys know uh, when the world t20 2007 happened uh, india's three biggest stars at that point of time uh, sachin tendulkar rahul dravid and saurav ganguly they opted out of the tournament because nobody really thought that t20 cricket will become the future of the game but uh, as was the case i mean india went on to win the tournament and all of a sudden everybody wanted a piece of the pie when it came to t20 cricket so although the game started off in uk in 2005 as uh, i think between the between the 
county sites but then it uh, very i mean it moved rapidly towards india because then the ipl was uh, came into the picture in 2008 and with the with all i mean the gambit is pretty huge i mean uh, from bollywood stars to to a lot of uh, uh, media barons plus uh, uh, big business tycoons everybody uh, actually hop on to this uh, this ipl and and they bought franchises and that's how it all started so it is pretty huge it's already in the 13th year now and uh, i mean it is one of the major revenue generator for for a lot of people but uh, it is i mean although people associate revenue and big money with the ipl <coughs> for the for starters but at the same point of time ipl itself as a quality product is a is a very different product because you know very rarely you get to see uh, best of the best players from different parts of the world come together to play against each other so i mean the whole thing about especially uh, about indian players there are superstars in indian cricket for a long time and there was this desire in the people to actually see superstars play against each other like people really wanted to see a saurav ganguly play against sachin tendulkar although they have batted together but it was always fun because they were supporting india and now the loyalties were divided because they are i mean every indian is a fan of sachin tendulkar and a saurav ganguly but then uh, in 2008 everybody then had to pick pick sides if you are from calcutta if you are from eastern region you will pick a saurav ganguly so the strange bit that happened in the first few years was that if a superstar like sachin tendulkar who has played on at the eden gardens as the homeboy was suddenly a visitor and uh, and shoaib akhtar from pakistan who was who was a who was an arch rival for indians for all that while till 2008 all of a sudden he became he became uh, part of the kolkata franchisee and and part of the team that uh, the kolkatans were supporting so that's how i mean it has evolved a lot from those times uh, the the quality of cricket has really gone up many folds and uh, the quality of television production everything in that gambit has really gone up uh, with regards to entertainment value with regards to sports with regards to the business aspect of it so i mean india really lap on to the i mean the prime time games uh, is something that really works well i mean it started competing in the entertainment market with the gcs uh gcs general entertainment uh, channels so which produces a lot of those soap operas uh, so cricket started competing against them so that's why on a whole ipl as a ipl as a the sport has really uh, taken to imagination in terms of i mean people who really thought that okay this is a domestic league it is not a domestic league it's it's perhaps the biggest cricket league right now one thing that's always struck me with the IPL is that these are new franchises these are utterly new teams yes there's a lot of push as you say behind bollywood stars owning franchises and of course bollywood is uh, is a uh, uh, particular to to the the indian subcontinent but very very culturally important what you've managed to do with these franchises and all of them but but kkr are at the forefront of this everyone's in shirts everyone's enthusiastic everyone buys into the story behind the team and they are individual stories and these are new franchises right and i i come from england where we are uh, reticent to get behind anything new like that and don't like to be sold a new idea and i worked in america where it was difficult to break through with a new story so how have indian Premier League sides and and KKR, for example, sold their story because it seems to have been so successful. I mean, that's a good point because uh, I mean, most of the leagues around the world, uh, it could be the English Premier League or or the NBA or the NFL or uh, or the Major League Baseball. All of them are there for almost hundred years, so it is uh, easy for them to actually have that kind of a fan base because the generation now have. had grandfathers who have had supported those teams so it was easy for them uh, to really make that but how ipl teams and especially kkr i mean how we uh, went about this whole thing is that i mean we have always believed in the power of brand calcutta as a city itself is the most passionate city when it comes to cricket in india i mean 
Eden Gardens as a stadium has a massive capacity of uh, 70,000 and and this is after the renovation because before that even 100,000 people could sit in a stadium so we always knew that okay uh, at in K in Kolkata we have a massive opportunity and uh, i mean i only joined the franchise in 2015 but uh, but the first 7 years were really crucial as well because uh, with the although mr sharukh khan was involved as the owner but he didn't really i mean there was no case of him pushing forward his personality ahead of the kkr brand because kkr then started as a all these exercises where they did a lot of fan engagement program a lot of content generation just to just for example in 2012 when we won the first title kkr is the only team which went back to the city to to celebrate that title with the fans of of uh, kolkata and and even a day later after the final because the final happened in in chennai and the team went back so the eden gardens was full just to meet the players and there was no game that was happening so there were 70000 people just waiting for kkr to come so that is the uh, narrative that we we built around the team and and it's a very i mean it's a it's a kind of a fictional story if you have to say because you know in the first 3 years with kkr uh, the fortunes weren't great uh, the team did not make it to the playoffs in the first 3 years and it was a difficult time in fact so much so that uh, in the second edition of the ipl uh, which happened in this, in south africa Uh, almost uh, KKR almost lost nine games in a row, or perhaps seven or eight games in a row. So that was a difficult period for the team. But then in 2010, uh, KKR changed its com- its approach completely. They they hired a, a CEO in form of Mr. Venki Mesor, uh, who came from a who came from a business background. He was at the helm of MetLife in the US, and and but he was an ardent cricket fan, and he met uh, the owners. Uh, in a in a YPO conference and and that's how the the whole onboarding happened and once he was there he completely changed the way KKR is run so from the fourth edition uh, which was a mega auction uh, in 2011 KKR let go of all the players so so that was a big news because we also had a sort of Ganguly in our ranks who was considered as prince of Kolkata and uh, and people in Kolkata used to love. KKR because Ganguly was there as the captain of the team but at the same point of time what really helped KKR i mean although we did the transition we got a new captain but people of Kolkata realized that the team really plays to its strength and play to win more than more than having a lot of superstars in the team uh, that may be there to to perform on a particular day but they may not be able to come together as a team to win cricket matches so perhaps that approach really worked for kkr as a franchisee because everybody who is a kkr fan they know that this is one team which never uh, which fights till the end so they would always i mean they may not be flamboyant like other teams uh, in the league but they will always fight till the end that is why from 2011 till 2020 i mean apart from three seasons we have always made the cut in the playoffs and won the title twice so winning the title also really helps so i mean that is how uh, the whole gambit is there and people love uh, love the players people love the grittiness of kkr uh, in gautam gambhir we had a very gritty captain from 2012 and and now in tw- from 2018 onwards i mean uh, we got a new captain in dinesh karthik and 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 again i mean a lot of people thought that the journey may not be easy in terms of transition because earlier the transition was from sort of ganguly to gautam gambhir and now the transition in 2018 was from gautam gambhir to dinesh karthik but the team did really well i mean uh, and it really caught on it really caught on with the fans as well so performance is a key key indicator in terms of how the brand will grow but at the same point of time there are uh, a lot of stuff that we've been doing at the back end in terms of our communication in terms of our anthem which really gets the people going So we'll talk about it. Yeah. yeah, I was going to talk about your content strategy. So it's interesting you said the club changed from being one of stars to, uh, to use an American phrase, a little bit from almost white collar to blue collar in, in its in its uh, in its complexion. So yeah, let's talk about your content strategy in general. But a more specific point: How have you reflected that 
grittiness, that blue collar, that hard working ethic within your content because it needs to be reflected. That's the story. That's the brand now. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it has also evolved. I mean, um, you know, the first anthem that we did way back in 2008 uh, was Shah Rukh Khan was featuring at the, I mean, it was called Korbo Lodbo Jeetbo, which basically in Bengali means to do, to fight, to win. So, and it was a Bollywood style anthem. It, uh, it now, I mean, it did so well that if you ask any IPL fan, which anthem do you remember from any IPL team? They will always say Korbo Lodbo Jeetbo because Shah Rukh was the biggest star at that point of time. So, so, I mean, in the first season itself, the strategy of grittiness was established with Korbo Lodbo Jeetbo. Uh, so we knew, I mean, so the whole thing was established that KKR will always fight and will always try to do well. But, uh, but yeah, obviously there was also a brand promise to win, but that is not something that always happens in T20 cricket. But at the same point of time, how, in the following years, how the brand in, evolved, uh, I mean, there were quite a few lines. I mean, like in 2012, we, we had a campaign called One Team, One Pledge. Then in 2014, we had a campaign. Uh, in 2015, we had a campaign called Go For More because uh, we had done, we had won the title twice. Then, uh, you know, in, in 2016, we came up with a new campaign called Army KKR. It's called... It's basically I am KKR. So, so for last four years, we have had a very gritty look to our television commercials as well. I mean, so many times it is all about uh, a KKR fan's journey to support the team and as well as how KKR has played for the team. So, you know, last year's campaign in 2019, uh, so it had that whole t- ring around. Uh, so it was called, uh, basically it is called KKR Hetiar, which is KKR is ready. By the same point of time, it had a pre-campaign to it, which said, you pray for us, we play for you. So again, I mean, that kind of a messaging with the players, with, the, with Shah Rukh, so that kind of a messaging really gets the people going. So that is our overall, uh, I mean, that is from a brand film perspective that we have done. But from a content perspective, uh, I mean, we are the first team actually to start doing a lot of behind the scene content way early on from 2011. And uh, the idea was that people should get to know in terms of what are the what are the things that are happening behind the scenes. So, you know, so our approach has been to cover a lot of behind the scene action. I mean, for last three, four years from almost 2011 to 2018, almost seven, eight years, we have had an individual with the name of Mr. Mike Horn, who was part of the team. Now, Mike Horn is an ex- explorer who is from South Africa and he has been to arctic circle and, and he has been to the north pole he has he has climbed mount everest quite a number of times and he's an adventurer who sails around the world through the year now he shares a lot of these stories with the with the players uh, in terms of uh, uh, fearlessness and motivation but from a content perspective we always have him at the forefront as well i mean we we want people to know what are the kind of conversations that are happening in the camp what is the kind of uh, uh, preparations that are happening in the camp. So, I mean, we've been very transparent with our content, which is a very rare thing to do. I mean, from that early on, from 2011, we, in fact, in 2014, we came up with the first documentary as well with the Discovery Channel. We did this series called Living with KKR and we we had uh, three episodes uh, of Living with KKR and it it had in-depth, in-depth coverage of all the behind the scene actions and uh, and it had that uh, that massive narration about KKR's journey from 2008 till 2012, where the team had that ups and down situation where they just could not get anything right in the first three years, and how the thing then transformed. So, so content plays a major role. Uh, and even from 2014 onwards, uh, I mean, we've been doing a lot of content every year. Uh, I mean, we we churn up about. I mean, in terms of quantity itself, we churn up about uh, 300 videos in a season, so which is a lot of content. And uh, I mean, uh, the the whole idea is that we we provide everything, all kind of content. So obviously, there is the grittiness, there is the fan-related content that we do. But at the same point of time, we do a lot of entertainment stuff as well. People want to see players players uh, in different space. I mean, people want to know what they like to eat. People want to know what they like to wear. And what do players think of each other? So, and whether they can sing, whether they can dance. 
So there, there has been a lot of such content that we've been doing for last uh, seven, eight years. In fact, uh, uh, I mean, there are very unique competitions. I mean, so there could be a Rasogulla eating competition that the players are involved in. They, they could be playing table ping pong with the cricket bats. So, I mean, just to have a lot of fun as well with the players. And, and what, you know, what is also vital is that content actually plays a very important role from a team bonding perspective. Because all these activities, you get players together to do stuff. And, and they are competitive. They are competitive and they would want, I mean, even in a very silly game, like a ping pong with a cricket bat, they, they want to win. Nobody likes to lose to each other. So, uh, so it's a lot of fun. I mean, these guys really enjoy spending time with each other. And, and uh, the way we do work is that we embed our content team completely with the team itself. So that the access is there so that the players have a very, uh, I mean, they understand the crew. They, they, underst they have that kind of a rapport where, where they, are, they feel comfortable having the content crew around themselves. So, so there's no barrier at all between the content team and the team? No barrier, no, no gatekeepers? I am the gatekeeper. You're, <laughs> you're the, the gatekeeper. Producer. Right, okay. I am the gatekeeper. Yeah, I am the gatekeeper and, and I am the producer. So, so that really has worked for me in the last five, six years because, you know, I come from a content background. I mean, before KKR, I was with Star Sports and I used to produce live cricket for Star Sports and I've produced a lot of content. I've produced documentary series on Indian Olympians in 2012 before the London Olympics. So, I've done a lot of such content. So, I do understand my content requirement. But at the same point of time, I'm also the media manager of the team. And I have to really understand the psyche uh, of each player and, and the reservations that each player have when it comes to shooting content or when it comes to giving interviews to the outside media. So, like, uh, for, for example, for last few years, we had a guy uh, called Robin Uttapa with us. And, and I mean, Ryan Tendeskate was a good friend with Robin. And, but I knew that, okay, Robbie is somebody who doesn't like to do anything a day before the game because there is a mental process that he, is, he, he has to do. So keeping all the player sensitivities around uh, in your mind, that's how you plan your content strategy. That's how you plan what shoots can happen on what days. I mean, we generally are very flexible with our schedules because we understand that on a particular day, you may want to do something, but a player can turn up with a different mindset on that day. So, so probably you, you, you tend to put off, but in what you do is, I mean, as a, as a content producer, you know that, okay, these are the list of things that I want to do at some point of time. And I have to keep an eye on players, whether they do certain things in the, in the nets as well in the training. And I should be able to get that. But we are ne never really hard and fast about when uh, the things that we want to do because players always come first. We need the, their task is to prepare well and win matches and content is just uh, there to, to support them. And, uh, and it is there as a, as, a, as a bridge between the fans and the players. I just want to go back to what you said about the Explorer. Um, the Explorer, you're employing him as an interviewer? To talk no. to the players? No, he's just employed by the club and you film some of those interactions. Is that right? Yeah. 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 So the Explorer, I mean, he's been coming uh, for last three, four years. Uh, I mean, he was there as a part of the team from 2014 uh, till about 2019. Uh, so every year he'll come for about week, 10 days. And, uh, and his major job is to just meet the players. But because he's such a great orator, I always like to get him on board as a, I mean, he should really talk to the camera as well. He should really talk about the psyche that is going behind each player. I mean, last year, Andre Russell went out to bat uh, in the first game and, and it was a game against Sunrisers Hyderabad. And, and you know, uh, what happened was uh, as he walked out and as he hit the first six, crowd erupted. So, Andre got really all those goosebumps and he was very emotional about it. So, so Mike Horn can really explain how do you need to handle that kind of a pressure. So even for a big bloke like Andre Russell, the, the conversations he would have had with Mike Horn has really worked well for him. Now from a content perspective, our, our, our task is, I mean, my task is always that, how much do I want people to know about it? I mean, so many times for people to know what Andre Russell's emotions are is a very good thing. But on the other hand, if I have a Sunil Narayan, 
and I am doing content. From a technical perspective, how much do I want to reveal his mysteries when it comes to spin bowling? So that is also another factor that you have to keep judging as you prepare for your content strategy. Because there are a few things which are very sensitive in terms of uh, the technical, uh, technical know-how of the players, which you at times don't touch upon too deeply. But at the same point of time, if somebody has achieved technically something extraordinary, like Andre Russell last year uh, was hitting massive sixes. And uh, so, so I had a masterclass interview done with him where my anchor was consistently talking to him about the art of big hitting. And Andre was open with us because he, he has seen all of us together with him for so many years. So he, he can open, with up, open up with us because he, he can explain what his back foot movement is. He can explain how he likes to go, back, go down on the back knee to generate that kind of a power. So even from a technical know-how, he'll, he'll probably explain a lot. So there's always a dichotomy when, when you are producing content and, and handling the team's media affairs. Uh, because although there is a journalist in you, but there is also a media manager in you. So you have to really balance it out in terms of what you, what is the kind of information you want to disseminate. Uh, I was going to ask about the way you use music because I looked at some of your content. I saw Corbo, uh, Lobo, uh, Jibo uh, as well. And that was, as you say, kind of traditional Bollywood style. And I've seen a lot of IPL videos where you've, Got players dancing. I think there was one with David Warner and a few of the Australians last year that was extremely funny. But it's, uh, it's, it's part of, uh, dare I say, Indian culture to, be, to, to have um, the Bollywood extravaganza almost and to use music in a, in a slightly, what, what, what I think we in England would say, over-the-top way. Has that, is that, is that culture stayed or, ha or has it changed a little bit? Has it evolved? You know, I mean, there is a space for both. I mean, obviously, Bollywood is something which is really big in India. And, uh, and I don't know, somehow players, uh, I mean, fans love to see players dancing on Bollywood stuff. And it works and, in content. That, that over-the-top stuff, really, it pops on YouTube yeah, to have these yeah. players dancing around in fantastic costumes as part of uh, a huge ensemble. It really works. So it's fantastic. I think it's great. And, and I'd love to see... Um, uh, clubs in in, uh, in in the UK and the US do it, but um, it's interesting to see if it still works in the way it originally worked in the Indian culture. Sorry, I interrupted. So, you know, it does. I mean, let's say you go back to 2010 Football World Cup in South Africa. There were two music videos that had come out. One was the Waka Waka by Shakira and the other one was a waving flag. Now, both are in a different genre altogether. So Waka Waka is a very, I mean, peppy number where people like to dance to it. I mean, I would probably listen to that even in a, in a, in a pub after a couple of years because now that is that kind of a song where people are dancing to it. But at the same point of time, there is something called a waving flag, which is anthemic in nature, which is where, uh, uh, I mean, it is supposed to really get you, get your, goosebumps, get your goosebumps and and get you motivated about the team that you are supporting. So the idea is that you should always look to do both. I mean, obviously in some year you will have a very Bollywood approach to music video, to your television commercial or to your brand anthem. Like for last couple of years, we have been doing a very anthemic approach. I mean, like, I don't know whether you uh, managed to listen to KKR, Hetayar. It has a musical thing to it, but at the same point of time, it is, it is anthemic. It is, what really got the crowd going in the stadium. But at the same point of time, uh, this year we have a slightly music video approach to it, which is a lot more fun, a lot more fan-oriented. Fan so, I mean, and I'm sure I'll get my players to dance to, <laughs> to the Bollywood style that we are doing this year. Uh, see, till the time, the, mu the, the, the music is nice. I mean, players enjoy it. I mean, They've spent so much time in India, like somebody like Andre Russell has spent so much time in India that uh, he, he even understands Hindi music at times. So, you know, uh, there's this uh, funny song in, um, in this movie called Desi Voice, which is called uh, Subha Hone Nade, which is, uh, which is a very dance. I mean, it's a big dance number in India, which came in in 2015. The movie came in 2015. And Andre has danced to it so many times that he can actually 
do a karaoke on that song as well <laughs> because he knows the lyrics so well so i mean he may not even understand it but he knows the lyrics so well so so see i mean all all of the foreign players i mean all the things that david warner has been doing on his uh, on his uh, instagram account last few days uh, in all the lockdown period i mean it is com- i mean he has been dancing to telugu songs he is dancing to to a lot of uh, old bollywood uh, hit numbers so i mean they understand that it really works well in india and there are, there is, so i mean good thing is that there are all kind of uh, sports fans in india and uh, you you got to cater to all of them somehow let's talk about social media because the last stats i had uh, which were a couple of months ago but uh night riders were 16.2 million on facebook 1.5 million on instagram and about just over 4 million on um on twitter that would probably put you i think i'm right in saying in the in the top 25 football clubs in the world so it's it's a very significant number um yeah your there's three clubs right at the top and obviously this is following this is not engagement we know that uh mumbai indians uh, chennai super kings um you but, but you're far and away the best in terms of facebook why why is that why is why is your facebook fly in comparison to every other team so you know uh, i don't know how much you followed but we actually hit 17 million in 2017 so actually uh, because of the new facebook rules and the algorithm changes i mean it hasn't really grown in last couple of years because for and it is the case for everybody it has uh, become stagnant for everybody because of the algorithm stuff that uh, facebook has come up with in the recent times but what has really helped us uh, was that we we had an early vision in comparison to all other franchises to invest in content so right from 2012 we were we were investing in in content and uh, fa- and fan engagement activities on facebook itself so much so that in my first year we had a deal with facebook where facebook was paying us to do content for them so which is a very rare thing i mean you only see facebook doing it with with big uh, big big tournaments like ic and and i mean they will get into a deal with an icc because of the cricket content that they have the match footage that they have so despite the fact that none of the ipl franchises are supposed to put out any social media content uh, or any match footage on social media we still have a massive following and now i mean although you say that all, we are in top 25 clubs i mean if we had the leverage to put out match footage uh, on our social media platform we would have had multifolds of followers uh, on our pages but good thing was that we we had an early vision in terms of facebook and social media and we worked on it and uh, good thing is that uh, quite a few of our followers are also from bangladesh and that is primarily because of uh, uh, because we had shakib al hasan as part of our team for, for in from 2012 to 2016 2017 in fact and tendo was also part of the team at that point of time so that really helped us uh, because we did a lot of content with chakib and he was one player who had a uh, who can speak in bengali so his his connect with both calcutta and bangladesh was huge so that really helped us and we have continued to do a lot of uh, uh, facebook oriented content so so last year we did a lot of these series is called kkr prime time which was uh, which was more than 3 minute videos because facebook has this model that once you have a more than 3 minute video you can actually monetize that video as well so so we had 3 uh, minute plus videos as a part of the lead that we got on facebook was also because we used to do a lot of facebook lives way back from 2016 when facebook lives was introduced in india when nobody really caught on to it so uh, thanks to our digital marketing team i mean we have always had that uh, foresight in terms of the new things that are coming up on platforms so i mean saying that uh, i mean i understand that on instagram uh, i mean we overall i mean overall for about 10 years we were the leaders in terms of social media probably in the last couple of years uh, uh, we have not really led uh, because you will understand a football uh, paradox there that if there is a cristiano and a ronaldo and a lionel messi in any club those two clubs are bound to go up on social media there is a direct 190 million uh, followers that the player gets and i i, I think so i think juventus gained about 10 million on the day or so after he moved after from real madrid yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's 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 so, not unusual 
so yeah that happens but but you know that we we know that will happen but what really stood us apart for last uh, half a decade is the fact that we kept on believing in our content strategy we kept on believing that okay you connect with your fans you give them what they want and you give them a, a an inside view of the team that they love you will get them to follow you so although I, kkr may not have had a a 50 million follower player like like an rcb with virat kohli or a chennai super kings with ms dhoni or or a rohit sharma and a hardik pandya for mumbai indians but if you do good quality content if you do content that uh, that really interests your fans they will follow you and and that's why in terms of the engagement we we are right up there because they love engaging with us uh, on our content so that is there the best bit of content i've seen is the kkr the kkr fan tank talking to yeah. the kkr think tank which is for anyone who doesn't understand there's a there's a draft at the start of the season yeah. in the IPL yeah. and you've basically yeah. got your fan nerds talking to your yeah. club nerds and giving them yeah. advice and even in the video that that I saw the couple of videos that I saw the think tank yeah. which is which is the, the club side the official side have got there with pads and pens and taking notes yeah. <laughs> about fans fans advising the uh, the team around players I've I've not seen that done and taken so seriously whether it I mean have any of their recommendations been taken on board has that ever actually happened? it has really yeah I mean so you know there's this uh, there is this 12 year old kid who flew in from lucknow uh, to calcutta where the auction was happening this year so there is this kid called omar rizvi he's 12 and and he came up with the suggestions that okay you should go for a tom banton you should go for a pat cummins you should go for an oin morgan so out of his five choices we actually picked four players i mean and a 12 year old advised you to do that yeah 12 year old advisor did that i mean i'm not saying that we weren't thinking about those players but but our fans are knowledgeable that was the whole idea about uh, about uh, doing this whole kkr fan tank uh, uh, series because you know we used to always get a lot of fan reactions uh, that we should go for this player we should go for that player and and i thought that okay if something like this is there why don't we give a platform to these guys so you know you you would have probably seen one episode where we have the think tank talking to the fan tank but in the lead up to that we all we also did a full uh, reality tv kind of a show where where uh, our scout uh, ar shrikanth who's also a performance analyst and uh, i was there and we had our uh, anchor surain who who worked with us in the in the ipl last year every uh, so these three all three of us were there and we actually interviewed each guy who can come to meet the think tank and and they had pretty great suggestions i mean we we really grilled them with the with all i mean with team combinations with the skill set that the players should have and the good thing is i mean their knowledge was so in depth they understood the the whole auction dynamics as well i mean they understood that if you go for a pat cummins for a 17 18 cr you may not be able to actually get a tom banton who may whom quite a few teams like because of his performance in the bbl so so it is so i mean it was so delightful for me to know that okay all our fans have such intelligence when it comes to auction dynamics and and it was fun i mean it was fun to in fact uh, even in the lockdown i had this fan tank series going on as a live property on instagram because we we really wanted to not let go of our fans and uh, we did quizzes we did uh, uh, we did uh, some nostalgia pieces where we would discuss each rivalry with our fans like kkr was a csk we are discussing that so uh, so fan tank itself is another property that i'm really excited about in fact my my vision is that at some point of time uh, even during the world cup if world t20 happens uh, at whatever time or uh, i want kkr fans to discuss india cricket as well because they love india cricket they they are all KKR, they are all india fans as well so how yeah. big is the is the fan culture that's grown up around the ipl because obviously you know you compare it with english football well england had football fanzines many years ago 30 30 years ago there were fanzines photocopied sheets of paper sold outside grounds it's moved into podcasts moved into youtube channels and i've seen um the indian national cricket team have got a group now that's kind of like their barmy army to a certain extent yeah yeah, yeah um they've done some 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 great 
fan culture stuff, singing songs, uh, and, and very much doing it in an Indian way. Does that exist uh, in the IPL and, and do KKR have their version? Yes, totally. I mean, we call them the Purple Army. Uh, and uh, yeah, and uh, you know, there, there are a set of fans who travel almost 200, 300 kilometers outside of Calcutta to come to the game. And uh, they are massive. They dress up and uh, I mean, in fact, uh, we will have one of those fans as the forefront uh, in the forefront for our next year, next campaign, which will be launched soon. So, so we all, I mean, in fact, our, our whole music video is now dedicated to the fans of KKR itself. So we really value our fans and we understand that, uh, that uh, they love the team. Uh, so, you know, even in the stadium, they all come in big numbers, but at the same point of time, the, they, they also travel to other cities to follow KKR. They'll travel to Delhi, they'll travel to Bangalore. I mean, if at all it was even allowed to travel to UAE for, uh, for I mean, if it, was a, oh, if it wasn't a closed-door IPL, uh, I don't know whether that's, uh, I mean, we've been hearing that they may be allowed at some point of time, but we are not sure yet. But at the same point of time, I mean, these fans will follow the team anywhere. And, uh, and the great thing is, I mean, I mean, fan culture has been completely different in, in our other franchise, in Trinbago Knight Riders. So I have gone there for four years now. I mean, the atmosphere that is there at Queen's Park Oval is equal to Eden Gardens. So although the capacity is just 15 to 17,000, but they can really make a lot of noise. And they, everybody who will come, out, come in the stadium will have a red jersey. I mean, they will. They they really love to wear a PKR jersey, and then uh, the culture is there of music and entertainment. So they they play their own music, they dance. There is a there is a party stand in Queens Park Oval, which is uh, which is buzzing all throughout those games. So so for us, uh, our next next task actually is how do we really, uh, I mean, unite our Trinidad fans and with KKR fans. Because, you know, a lot of uh, KKR fans have started following TKR's performances for last few years. Because they know that it is, it is by the same team. I mean, uh, and thankfully, the coach is same in both. Brendan McCullum is coach there and he is the coach here as well. So, that really works. And, and this year, the TKR games are actually at uh, uh, 7.30 p.m. India time. Now, that is something which is really exciting a lot of KKR fans in India. Because... This is the first time they'll be able to watch the primetime games. Otherwise, it used to be early in the morning at 5.30 a.m., which was never really a great thing. But since the, the crowd is not allowed in the stadium there, so, so uh, CPR are allowed to do our games and most of the games for an 8 p.m. game, 7.30 p.m. game. So that really works. So we are hoping that KKR fans will really turn up, watch televisions from 18th of August for, even before IPL gets underway. Is that the next part of the strategy for a KKR so established within the IPL, one of the bigger franchises? Now it's internationalization. Obviously, they've got the, the, uh, the, the CPL franchise, the Caribbean Premier League franchise. There's been talk of interest in 100 franchise, if, if that should open itself up as well. I don't think that it's possible to get into the, the big bash, the Australian version, but there are, there's an, been an Afghanistan version. There's been a there's the South African version, there's the Nepal version, there's leagues around the world. And is, yeah. is it part of the strategy to get a Knights Riders team into as many of those as possible to grow that brand internationally? Yes, it is. I mean, uh, I mean good thing with Mr. Mesor is that he's always on a, on a lookout for all such opportunities uh, in terms of globalization of the franchisee. But at the same point of time, they need to, I mean, the, the reputation of the league is very vital. I mean, where we, it is important for us that uh, wherever we associate, the thing needs to be foolproof and, and it needs to be from the cricket boards itself. So, so obviously, uh, the news stories around the 100 has gone around, uh, around England and, and uh, Mr. Mesur must have had quite a few conversations with the 100. Uh, and and uh, I mean, I'm sure he'll be, we'll, we'll be happy to have a, franchisee in in that part of the world and in fact uh, he also had conversations with the with the UAE T20x which was supposed to happen uh, last year so those conversations are also on and and probably whenever the pan pandemic is over and these leaks uh, take place probably next year hopefully we will have a presence there because you know overall it really works for us i mean 
the whole thing about night riders as a franchise because th- then we expand kkr's kkr's presence into those markets so although it's night riders but it is all the kolkata night riders fans are then following all those teams even outside of india in terms of international traffic obviously yeah. many indian people um emigrate there's a you know, there's huge cricket leagues in in california for example in silicon valley we know that and there's uh, there's cricket leagues all over the world because it, uh, people from the indian subcontinent play cricket um so how much are you aware of that in your content strategy the way you present your content and of course another question i was going to ask is 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 it all in english or, or do you do mu- do anything in multi-language we do multi-language content i mean hindi is also very important for us uh, english anyway because most of the players talk in english so we do a lot of english content uh, we do a little bit of bengali content although we don't have bengali players in the team but uh, we have we get a bengali anchor to do some bengali content so that is there but at the same point of time on star sports the show is in hindi because star sports hindi has a greater reach in in the in the rural india and uh, that's where most of our fans are so that is there but at the same point of time i mean internationally we we cater to a i mean we i mean the idea is that even for fan tank i i want to open it to all our international fans as well uh, especially this year with with uh, with the league being in 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 uae uh, uae uae has a i don't know whether you are aware that shahrukh khan is actually the brand ambassador of uh, dubai tourism so the ma- there is a massive fan following for shahrukh in dubai and uh, and uae and and i'm sure i mean because not just because of that because of our performances uh, so kkr fans we we keep getting a lot of these uh, videos uh, user generated content from from germany from from us i mean there are a lot of our fans uh, in those uh, in those countries who keep sending us some stuff some stuff for the other and they love to dance on court bowl or bojit bowl they'll do some some videos around it they are massive fans of andre who would do some videos around it and and send it to us so i mean we we like to cater to all all people uh, i mean we haven't really done a specific strategy for a particular continent yet but uh, yeah whenever we get requests i mean so many times we get our players to address fans directly uh, via our instagram to uh, to to different parts of the world i saw manchester city you did uh, a football cricket link up with manchester city have you had a lot of Uh, sports teams from other countries trying to link up with you in such a similar way because obviously the indian market one way to uh get a foothold in the indian market is to create collaborative cricket content right if if you're a football team i did the same thing when i was at arsenal yeah i mean that's happening that's happening a lot i mean that thing was superb with manchester city because uh, because we we knew the value of uh, co- collaborating on such content pieces uh, i mean we have had a lot of uh, interest from us from franchises uh, i mean from other sports i mean i i was i heard that uh, there are some firms with usain bolt has and they wanted to partner uh, partner with us on on uh, certain content stuff so that was happening and then uh, then i mean a lot of the brands from international uh, market they, they although they they don't have a presence in india but they do understand uh collaborating on the content front so they also want to do that uh so we we keep evaluating all such uh, ideas because we we understand what the collaboration can mean and uh, and influencers are also a major part of uh, our content strategy so although we i mean in india it's a very new concept uh, of influencers but the influencers that we want to work with uh, should have had a sport uh, should have had quite a bit of success on the sports uh, field so so that is also our our task that we want to do uh, so which is there i mean i remember last year i got a i got a uh, i mean with kent kent or sorry i think one of the uh, one of the english county also uh, were in touch for some bit of content collaboration because uh, i think uh, wokes chris wokes and tom curran when these guys were part of our team so they wanted to do some stuff around these players as well so i mean it's it's fun doing such kind of content pieces and collaborations 
And obviously, as you've, as you've spoken about, uh, the IPL this year um, isn't being played in India for the first time, but for reasons of the pandemic, it's being played in the UAE, just three venues, middle of September to the start of November time. How's that going to affect you as a content creator and leader of the content team and leader of the media team around the Night Riders? I mean, it's uh, logistical difficulties, right? But that's just the, the new normal, I suppose. I mean, yeah, I mean, I look at it as an opportunity more than the difficulty. I mean, you know, uh, this is the first time where the team would be together for almost 80 days. So, although the season is about 53 days, but uh, all the team, I mean, every team is probably going a, a month in advance to, to UAE because none of the players have really practiced for last six months. So, so they, they have to do a lot of, uh, they have to get back into match fitness. So, so there, from a content perspective, is a great opportunity because you have access to players, you have access to do, to watch them doing something which they haven't done. I mean, coming back after a hiatus of about four to six months is not easy. They're, the processes are different. So from a content perspective, that is a, a narration, a storytelling that you haven't heard before. I mean, so on top of it, you know, generally in an in a IPL season, there are tons of marketing activities that keep happening during, during the season. So there are television commercial shoots, there are photo shoots, there are meet and greet with the fans. Good thing is that this year, none of that will probably happen because you can't really meet uh, anybody so in the bubble. So good thing is, I mean, that is again an opportunity because all the players are not doing those marketing activities. So although they would be probably be doing it over virtual calls, Zoom call like we are doing right now. So that will probably happen. But at the same point of time, it just saves a lot of time and energy for player to get ready and, and, and come uh, in and meet players or meet people. So again, I mean, content opportunity and the, and the moments where you can film with the players have really gone up. So I look at it as an opportunity, but yes, it is a logistical nightmare because uh, I mean, you, you got to see how much, how many people you want to carry in the bubble because every extra person in the bubble means extra possibility of him getting the virus. So you have to be really careful uh, in picking your side uh, and also the and then put all the processes in place in terms of sanitization of equipment, in terms of social distancing, wearing the mask. So wearing probably also wearing a PPE kit because um, so many times uh, that may also be required after quarantining that, uh, that all these, uh, the, the content guys that I have, uh, because they, you know, they come in close contact with the players. So, so we have to be really careful with that. But, uh, I'm I'm excited because uh, this is a very different scenario. Actually, it's so sensitive in nature that everything that we do is would be of a high content value. I mean, for last, if you look at all the newspaper stories for last two weeks since the time IPL has been announced, everybody is just anticipating each and every move that the player will have to do in the quarantine in in during the IPL. They all everybody wants to know. Uh, what will the strategy be around quarantining? What will the strategy be about COVID testing? What will the strategy be in terms of uh, their access to training facilities? Will they be able to use, uh, what would be the scenario be in a dressing room? Because you may still, you may want people to do social distancing there. But at the same point of time, how do you still have a camaraderie? Everybody wants to see whether players give up their natural instincts of shaking hands, of doing high fives and, and, uh, and probably hugging each other after a wicket. So there is so much of uncertainty and so much of curiosity around everything that the players will do. For me, that is a content opportunity because we, will, we, we can really uh, show it to the people what they would not normally get to see because for people, their access to KKR is probably around what happens on the ground on those 14 days. But for me, the opportunity is there for 80 days that I can, even in a quarantine phase, I mean, I don't know whether you saw this video that uh, our, one of the players in Trinidad, PKR did, Sikandar Raza. He did a video with, uh, with four or five players from other franchises uh, standing in a balcony in, in the Hilton Hotel where the whole CPL uh, contingent is being quarantined right now. 
so again i mean such curiosity and such different visuals will come this year i'm excited about it because uh, it's it's a, it, it will be a lot of fun and the world has never seen it i mean i would have expected i i really expected that england or west indies whenever the this test series happened so although both these teams have a have a content crew but they didn't really put out a lot of content uh, which was about behind the scene actions i did see uh, isha gua and michael wan uh, putting out some stuff on their instagram uh, with regards to that uh, uh, a two minute walk from their room to the commentary box now that's a fun visual to see because nobody has really seen it uh, i mean i've been to that southampton ground and i was always excited about this whole thought that okay you can live in the ground and you can work in that same ground so see so all of these are great opportunities hopefully we'll be able to do justice to this and we'll be able to provide fans an inside view of the whole thing but at the same point of time we'll be able to follow all protocols and uh, save ourselves from this deadly virus um, and just finally where do you want to go with kkr content in the future what's the what's the sort of 5 10 year vision so you know i mean uh, i mean it is evolving it it keeps evolving with the with the access that we get so so you so like very similar to like manu tv or chelsea tv uh, i mean those two come in india and, and also arsenal tv uh, i mean the the idea is that we we need to have partnerships across the world across the globe with our and especially with the night riders brand going global we really want all the partnerships where people uh, people across the world get to see what goes behind in terms of uh, in terms of all the action and uh, probably uh, i mean it's not a five year vision probably in the next couple of years itself we would be able to produce a a a, a film like uh, which we did in 2014 but i want to do a, a revised version of it uh, probably something on the lines of the last dance or or the lines of the the test that is uh, gone on amazon prime so i mean do all kind of tie ups even with all with the series called all or nothing with amazon prime that they have with the, the black caps and and a lot of other with brazil football team as well so i mean there are partnerships to be explored content itself is evolving uh, the the social media is evolving in a very different direction uh, i mean all the ar filters and the the vr that is happening uh, we we did play around a little bit with 360 degree videos and and um, and those um, uh, and those uh, glasses where you actually get a fully immersed experience of being on the ground so it is evolving we we work very closely with the broadcasters especially so so that uh, match footage is not a lot of a hindrance and because batch footage is of a high value to the bcci and and it is i mean the rules are a little different it is uh, it is getting easy now we have access to at least 40 seconds of footage uh, per game so which is a good thing i mean which wasn't really case uh, in last few years it is evolving like i believe um, in the in the english premier league you can you have access to almost 2 minutes of footage highlight footage per game so so it makes it easier for english clubs to do uh, their their uh, specialized shows for manu tv or a um, or chelsea tv so we want to go in that direction we want to do partnerships i mean most of the la liga clubs and and uh, seria clubs are making a, a i mean generating a lot of revenue out of their uh, uh, social media assets so i mean with mr vek ev so as a, we also have a film division uh, in our in our gambit because red chili's entertainment the the company that sharukh owns uh, the film company is already making a lot of films with with the netflix so so that content is already being done and we are trying to explore whether we can also venture out a little bit into the fiction space as night riders brand so i mean the opportunity fiction. opportunities are fiction <laughs> like like movie like movie fiction or novels i don't know whether you have Cartoons? seen this series for no not cartoons uh, uh fiction in in a way you know uh, uh, very recently i saw this uh, uh, you know have you seen inside edge on amazon prime yes. so you know that's so it's kind of a sports fiction right so i mean that's i'm not saying that we'll venture out into something like that but uh, i mean it is it is it it is a long thought that probably at some point of time 
it there could be a docu drama kind of a series that we can do i don't know whether did you uh, get to watch something called bodyline series i used to watch it in yes. my you know early 90s so yes. now bodyline was a little bit of fiction and recreation of uh, uh, the the rivalry between england and australia yeah, in the i 1950s. i I, th- I think that was made by australia and the english don't can't come out of that particularly well so yeah. I, I didn't i didn't watch it for very long <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's but true. I, but I get so you're you're dramatizing what's happened on the on the pitch in in an IPL tournament, for example. Yeah, yeah. So that is the idea. I mean, so all these are the possibilities that we want to explore, and uh, and and with the with the acquisition of more and more franchises, we want to bring um, everything under one umbrella and see how we can unify something which has not been done before in the cricket space. I mean, having different teams in different parts of the world and and get the fans to unite and support each other i mean i would love i mean if we have a, a london night riders i would lo- i would love kolkata night riders fans to support london night riders so that community is another vision that uh, that uh, we have that we really want to achieve and and acquisition is one aspect of it but marketing and content are the other aspect of it that's how that whole process will be will happen in terms of unification so again i mean it's a it's a long term goal uh, hopefully uh, we we are taking the steps in the right direction uh, venki mesur actually has that vision uh, with this whole with this whole acquisition of franchises because we have the film division in our in our under our wings so we, we also have a vfx uh, red chilies also have a vfx division so so there are a lot of opportunities of doing a lot of tie ups with, within our own uh, ecosystem so hopefully uh, we'll keep on exploring new and new uh, ven- avenues for content asan gupta thank you very much thank you richard You can find Sports Content Strategy on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Go to sportscontentstrategy.com for more information and to sign up to the newsletter. Richard is at Mr Richard Clark on all social media. Read his blog at mrrichardclark.com. Sports Content Strategy.